0: Dig your cleats in. Get your peanuts, cracker jacks, and IPAs ready. This is The Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. The pitch, by Covering all things baseball, the big leagues, and the MLB to Portland. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Shut up. And Rutschman will hit a fly ball here, deep center field, and so long, Adley Rutschman with a moonshot to center field. Now here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. This is the Hot Corner on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan.
2: Welcome in to the Hot Corner for it must be a Wednesday, but it's always a Wednesday around here. L-E-T-S, go! day L E T S L-E-T-S, let's, let's, let's. Uh, Joe Fisher, Patrick Harris here with you on this Wednesday. Just a friendly reminder, during the Ducks season, we have the coaches show between 7 and 8 so we are on from 8 to 10. We are, Tenny the fan, home of the Ducks. And what player was on there? I mean, coach was on there tonight. Uh, Dan Lanning was on the show tonight. Hell yeah, Dan. Yeah, I did hear Dan Lanning. They were talking nice. about tortillas, and then I changed the channel.
3: They oh, Brandon Dorless, too. I was like, yes. Oh, really? uh, did you Did you know that Texas Tech throws tortillas out of their student section after the first kickoff? That's weird. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's like a Tex-Mex thing. Like Lubbock is known for known for their tortillas. Um, well, you well know.
4: The, the Tex-Mex, wouldn't that be like a queso thing? They just throw Rotel and like <laughs> Velveeta on the field? Just
3: jars of queso and cans of queso coming on in the field. Well, there's this trio of wrestlers called the New Day. Oh. And they used to throw pancakes. Buddy, me and Xavier Woods are like this. Me and Rashad interviewed Xavier Woods a few months Get back. Get out. You didn't know this? No. Yes. When the WWE was in town, they sent out the regular, like, hey, yeah, hey these guys are available. Him? We were supposed to interview Kofi Kingston. Oh, I love Kofi. He was injured at the time. Ah, lame. So then they threw in uh, Xavier Woods. I didn't know who he was. Rashad was through the moon. Oh, dude, they're excited. Awesome.
2: So they would come out. They're, they're the trio is called the New Day. It's oh, Biggie. Yeah. Xavier, Xavier, Xavier plays and, the sax or uh, the tuba Covey. or whatever that. And hell. they have these like fake instruments that they play and they dance. And then there's a giant platter of pancakes that they throw into the crowd. I remember that. Which thing, always leads me to ask the question: If you catch one, like not it fell on the
4: ground, but if you catch one, do you eat it?
3: Hmm. No.
4: Yeah, they bring them out on a plate. I'm like, where the hell have these things?
3: Been? Actually, I think if I, I take a bite, if I okay. am in the arena and just adrenaline, heart BPMs are at Had like 120. Beverages. It's WrestleMania. Pancake comes flying at me from New Day. This pancake came directly from the hands of Xavier Woods or Kofi Kingston and or Biggie. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably uh, munching down on that uh, on that flapjack. I would probably take a take a bite.
2: And then hold on to it and put it in a case. See
3: if they'll sign it after the show. Yeah,
2: can you sign my pancake? <laughs> I'd but take then a you have bite. to then you have to, kid. then you have to epoxy it because you don't want that uh, signature <laughs> from the new day molding away.
3: <laughs> oh my god, what? Uh,
2: yeah. Or you I, take that pancake and put it in a case, and it's like McDonald's fries, where it just doesn't mold, so, just
4: yeah. doesn't go bad. And You're like, what the hell is in this? I think I'd rather him sign my body, to be honest. Yeah, like,
3: hey, hey. sign my right boob, please. please. Um, I don't know, uh, how you heard of, well, you heard of the tortillas from the coach show. Uh, Dusty Hera was the sideline reporter for the ducks this weekend in Lubbock, Texas. He went to Lubbock. Yeah. He was uh, down in there.
2: Must be nice to be the ice man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. getting the call. Um, they went to the bullpen and he was ready and probably had, he
2: probably had to pick up a stash while he was in Texas. I mean, from the border.
3: You yeah. Know. Pretty close. Pretty close. Um, And I was on the way to the house that I was supposed to watch the game at, so I caught the first series or two in the car. And, yeah, he was talking about how just tortillas were projectile flying from every direction. (laughs) Then there were reports of apparently they were using, like, water in the stands to help the tortillas, to get them more, like, wadded up. Yeah, so you could throw them like a snowball. Yes, and uh, the student section is right behind the Oregon Ducks
2: uh, uh, players and uh, bench. See, that's weird. At Wazoo, the student section is behind the Wazoo bench.
3: See, I, that's bad stadium management. I feel like that you need to put the student section behind uh, behind your well, team. On. Actually, you can't be i have throwing wet tortillas
4: at the opposing
3: team. See, I think that's fantastic. One,
4: no, the Ducks set this up perfectly with thoughts. And I think, as far as you go with the opposing team, you don't set them up for like assault from your own student section, you put them right under the stadium, and then they have to listen to the roar I'm of the sure. crowd trying to get ready the, for the game. But that anything above that is mm, I don't know about
3: that. I, I, I'm sure there were worse things happening in the Coliseum back in those days. Okay, yeah.
2: I also wonder, like. This isn't a long standing tradition. If it's a long standing tradition, I would have heard of it.
3: Them throwing tortillas? Yeah. Yeah. So it like, definitely does sound like yeah, something
2: like they just started doing the so last time. So, like, who decides decade. to do that? Because it seems like a little bit of a stretch. Whoever to me. sponsors
4: it. And it's got to be some kind you of know, local like, tortilla like, company. Wisconsin's
2: got jump around and AM's got the the, the arm and arm. Virginia Tech entertainment. Yeah. They, like, everybody's got their thing. You know, we do. Um,
4: no, this has got to be like, hey, welcome to Don Julio's tortilla promotion. We're gonna give you like Lubbock, Texas tonight is full of tortillas. I don't know it, something. It,
2: it's a weird tradition like to okay, decide I mean, to start.
4: Hey,
3: uh, give it to him. It seems like this is a tradition of uh thirty years.
2: I don't believe that for a second.
3: Uh, so a uh well, granted, this line starts by saying
2: legend has it, so I mean already <laughs> legend has it that only thirty years ago.
4: <laughs> Are you reading um, off an urban <clears throat> dictionary?
3: <laughs> no, this is from Lubbock Online. Com. Uh, before a Tech a and football game in 92, an ESPN announcer said Lubbock had nothing but Texas Tech football and a tortilla factory. Oh. Uh, consequently, fans brought tortillas to the game and tossed them at kickoff, and the tradition
2: lived on. The tortilla that's, that's factory. That's job security. I mean But I was
3: right. They were known for uh not just their Tex Mex, but apparently their tortillas. What is the factory down there? I'm curious now. Uh Lubbock, Texas, that's north Texas, correct? I think like <laughs> northeast Texas. West. I I just Texas Texas rather large. Yeah, no, it's like on the border with Louisiana. It's They're not that large. The, I don't think. <laughs> geography here on the fan. It's not that big. It's not like Alaska big.
2: Texas? Yeah.
3: I mean, just because it doesn't have the archipelago, going. <laughs> you do for know it? Alaska
2: is like three times the size of Texas, is it? Yeah. Again, is
3: that if you combine all the islands together, no, it creates dude. one super island? No, man. I don't know. Even about though, like
4: that. on the map, Alaska looks much bigger than it is because of the projection. if you if
2: you put Alaska in the middle of America, it, it's it's it, huge. It covers like the entire Midwest.
3: Uh, Texas <clears throat> Tech Lubbock is kind of in that north. Part, you know that weird kind of like top part of Texas yeah the little top hat yes it's
2: it's in that area though near Oklahoma
3: yes it's just right of New Mexico about uh, I don't know like an hour
2: I figured it had to be kind of in the middle of nowhere because that Mike leach only coaches in the middle of nowhere rest um of
3: peace. it seems like it's very close to oh yeah there's Odessa
2: Friday night lights shout out there
3: Abilene Midland, you just jealous cuz they from Midland. Remember that one? Yeah, I do. God. Great movie. Um so yeah, there's your geography and tortilla lesson for the day.
4: All right. Not a lot going on in Texas besides football, huh? No. Pretty flat. Mm. Guns and football, baby. Pretty flat. Guns and
2: football. Um I really want to go to El Paso, Texas.
4: Uh
2: for particular reason? Well, the Marty Robbins song is a really important song in my life, El Paso. And uh, I hear there's some of the best Mexican food in America. Well, because in it is very, okay, very close to Mexico, I, I would, do believe would they imagine. also have the most border crossings of anywhere in the United States of America.
3: Yeah, it's uh, right wow. next to Juarez. <clears throat> um, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty damn close to Mexico. El Out Paso, in the West
2: Texas town of El Paso. Um, I, th- I fell in love with a Mexican girl.
3: I mean, I would go only tune. to uh, Dallas. For a Cowboys game. I'm going to pass on Dallas. Don't they play in Arlington? Yeah, whatever. Dallas, Arlington, it's all the same. Uh, Galveston is maybe one that I would hit up, since it's on the beach. Um, Oh, yeah, a
4: little... Little cluster oh, down there. Oh, God. Look Corpus at that. As can well. you
3: see this beach water from here? Yeah, I can. That is an oil slick if I've ever seen one. Ugh. Oh, my. Ew. Well, there's been numerous yeah, how many...
2: giant spills. Well, in I, that I, area. I, I
3: imagined it would be a little bit cleaner. Now, this is just one picture, but still, dear God, that is poo water. That is straight sewage.
2: Well, maybe it's, maybe it. Maybe that's where the Willamette um, well, gets its there's... inspiration from. <laughs> and then there's a picture
3: and of a giant oil, oil rig. <laughs> yeah. Look okay. How maybe that water. Maybe Galveston. Is. I think the Willamette's uh... more like
4: dead bodies in a cesspool of blood, not yes. necessarily oil
3: and and lime
2: scooters. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of lime
4: scooters. A <laughs> oh, lot of lime. Scooters. Okay,
3: Galveston's off the list. Sorry.
2: Yeah, I'm interested in Austin, Texas. Uh yes, yes.
3: Yeah, I hear that. And a, El Paso.
4: Great for reasons i previously stated
3: right
2: because
4: i've heard austin is going downhill it's way more expensive to live there than it used to be like all those people that are kind of that made that jump from yeah it's san to francisco Texas. 20 years ago yeah exactly and now they're like oh my god like yeah it's it's cheaper to live here but it's not because all the energy that we have to pay to like keep this house cool for nine months out of the year and uh, don't he, worry the half the time
2: you don't have to pay for electricity because there is no electricity <laughs> that's fair Shuts down. Ah. It shuts down in December.
4: Yeah, for, the grid. Yeah. Ah, the grid. Man, got to deal with floods. Got to ah. deal with tornadoes. Ah. California, they're just waiting for the big one. Yeah, yeah, I'll be in Cancun. High taxes. What about Corpus like, Christi? Does that do? Uh, anything did you for not you? hear me say Corpus Christi like three oh. minutes ago? I'm Sorry. gonna pass. That place sounds too religious to me. No, it's really nice. It's right on the coast down there. It's a cluster of little mini islands. You got that? like a couple of neighborhoods out on the water. It it looks Cor- sad. Corpus
2: Christi is where TCU
3: is, uh, or is it Baylor?
4: Mm, I don't know. It that. looks
3: sad. It looks like it wants to be a big city but can't.
4: No, it doesn't need to be a big city.
3: That uh, sounds it sounds like it should be much cooler, too. Corpus Christi. Oh, took the family yeah, to Yeah, Corpus- neither of those are in Corpus Christi. So what is it? Took the, the family to Corpus Christi. There, there, this there's there's a college in Corpus Christi. It's
4: a Texas A&M University Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. Ah. Crispy cream. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Corpus Dude. Christi campus.
3: That sounds delicious to go there. Corpus Chris uh, Crispy. I, s- I swear there was more. There's a Portland, Texas, right across the bridge from uh, Corpus Christi.
4: Well, I'm an idiot.
3: Uh, Texas State, maybe?
4: Nope.
3: No, no. Del Mar?
4: Del, uh, Del Mar College? Nope. They, they are athletics. Oh, I the
3: fighting... <clears throat> yes. Of Del Mar. <laughs> the fighting yes.
2: The bunch of yeses <clears throat> Bunch of yeses Oakley Oakley. Well, that's enough about Texas. Uh, we got a baseball show for you tonight. Uh,
3: we might get into some Texas because uh the AL West still hot.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's still a lot going on, and and uh uh that's where I'd like to start. We'll have Farrah Fowl at the bottom of the nine o'clock hour. Um, just when you thought he couldn't become a bigger douchebag, maybe he is a bigger douchebag. It's mm.
3: all just a big misunderstanding.
2: Well, we'll we'll get into that. And also I got a question for the the Atlanta Braves, which player is actually more valuable to you? So we'll get to that as well. But I want to start in the American League West where there was some breaking news today. And is this the official nail in the coffin? We'll do that next. The Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers open. Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: This is The Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan.
2: All right, it's 1818, 818, excuse me. Wow. We are live from the shadows of the historic Fremont Bridge. Tongue twister. A tongue twister for show. Uh, like I said, fair file at the bottom of the nine o'clock hour. The Angels get dumber and dumber. What? And, um, That's not possible. Yeah, and can you slam a guy for saying he doesn't want to play? So we got a lot to get to for the rest of. Uh, Rest of the day, but I want to start here in Texas, where we started this show, in Tejas. Tejas. We're going to Arlington, also known as Dallas, also known as Fort Worth, also known as... San Antonio, Whatever you want. Corpus Christi, just all of them.
3: Uh, Such a small state. The
2: Texas Rangers have shut down ace trade superstar Max Scherzer for the rest of the season as he has some issues in his shoulder. And, well, my friends, I'm going to ask this very simple question. Is it time to say adios to the Tejas Rangers?
3: Oh God, no! Because I thought we said that like two weeks ago, and then I remembered we had a whole month of September left. I mean, what uh, we got eighteen games. Just when we thought the Mariners were going to start running away with the division, they lost like Tampa how many games? Them. Like, come <clears throat> on, like no. And quite frankly, since they traded for him, he hasn't really been that good to begin no, with.
2: No, no, he hasn't. And
3: as long as Mike Maddox is still alive and on <laughs> that coaching staff, Somebody's they got a chance. Well, yeah. Come on.
4: No, yeah, I mean, a, damn good pitching coach.
3: Again, they got there. They got to this point in the season without him. Mm, sure. And I just, he didn't make that much of a difference. He had, uh, I don't know, like an outing or two that were decent enough. But, I mean, that last week against uh, Verlander, he got absolutely shelled. shelled. And it just... It sucks. Uh, I feel like we're uh, we're getting some instances of father time winning out here, and not just uh, baseball, but in football as well. Yeah, old, it, old men breaking down.
2: It's very interesting to me that the whole talk at the trade deadline was like the Mets are such a disaster that they're getting rid of everybody, and <laughs> it was the right move. Hey, I don't it think was you, absolutely. The right I don't move. think
3: you were here, but we went through like the three like smartest teams and three dumbest teams of the trade deadline, and I praise the Mets for realizing how dumb and how terrible their season was and for getting rid of everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hats off to them because, yeah, they clearly saw something like, all right, this ain't going to work. This ain't worth it. We suck. Get rid of these guys. Let's get something in return. And honestly, good for the Mets because they got something in return for literally nothing.
2: Well, I yeah, mean, and and Scherzer's making what forty five this year, something crazy like care. that. And yeah, yeah. the Rangers don't
4: care. I mean, they're leaning on Nathan Ivaldi having the best year of his entire career. I don't think
2: forget my
3: guy, Martin Perez.
4: Oh, absolutely, but man, when you got Ivaldi, I think he's I, pretty I'm pretty claiming
3: good. him as my guy
4: right now. Uh, but... <laughs> too... <laughs> Maybe you if... can have him, Joe. It's yeah, all him. yours, dude. Hey, he's take been sturdy. Him. He's just uh, sturdy. But then he got Chapman, too, closing, I think, still for them. So their they're pitching is okay. And Yeah, you got guys like Jordan Montgomery at yeah. the deadline.
2: And you got John Gray in the offseason. Andrew Heaney, stuff like that. You got arms. I mean, nothing that's going to, like, blow you away. But you got arms.
4: No, and Corey Seager's still just tearing the F-ing Dude, if Shohei Otani
2: does not exist, Corey Seeger is a front runner MVP. Yeah,
4: I mean, single handedly. I know you can only bat like once every nine times and you can't really turn the team around just by yourself, but gosh, he's been doing really good. Simeon's been hitting really well the second half of the year. I think uh, just looking at their last 10, they're six and four. So I'm here in national media, kind of scared about Texas. Are so they falling off? But personally, I don't think so. I think they'll be right there at the end of the season. And. Mariners fans, beware Seattle has a three-game set right in between a couple versus Houston. It's Houston, Texas, then Houston to end the season. Ooh, that's, that sounds fun. Ah, I mean, Texas
2: yeah. is a game back of first place in the division. Uh, two games back in the win column. Percentage points
4: ahead of Seattle Percentage right now. Percentage
2: points ahead of Seattle. I mean, they're... they're. I guess they're just the team that won't die.
4: They, uh, listen, I mean, they're not
2: offense.
3: I thought they were going to die a couple weeks ago, but... Uh, I mean, kudos to Seattle for keeping them alive. Kudos to the Astros for keeping them alive. (laughs) I mean, they played Toronto today and won 10-0. See, and that's what I was was just going to say, man. It's like their offense where you lose DeGrom... And then you lose
2: uh, Scherzer. After you bet the farm on Scherzer. Yeah,
3: and then it's like, oh, damn, what are we going to do? Well, oh, yeah, that's right. Our offense is really, really good, and it's been really, really good this whole year. Let's keep doing that and see if that uh, pays off its dividends. And (laughs) I feel like that's what they have to depend on is just, yeah, let's outscore teams.
2: I like the thought that there was all this kind of talk about the Mets clubhouse, you know, and some guys saying, yeah, it's not that great. And other guys saying, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. I love the idea that Jacob Degrom is like, man. I'm so glad I'm having Tommy John right now. I do not want to see that jerk again. <clears throat> I don't know if they don't like each other or not, but I like to pretend. Uh, it's like Real Housewives.
3: God. I mean, is Scherzer? Does he come back? After I mean, he's got to yeah. come back
2: for like one more year. I probably. think so. Yeah. Um, but with I'm, but with Texas, I mean, he's got one more year on his deal. Does he not? I have I have no idea. I'm pretty sure he does.
4: I mean, you—you you are, uh, yeah. Your guess is as better as yes. mine. I do not know what his contract is like. Texas at this point, just looking at multiple guys, is OPS, it looks like multiple. I'm talking like three or four guys are having either the third, second, or first best career here in their entire like seasons. Including
3: Martin Perez.
4: Um, Martin Perez is up there. We're looking also at Marcus Simeon. This is his third best OPS season ever. Adoles Garcia, his best ever season yep. ever. Just hit 100 One of the RBIs. most underrated players in baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody talks about him, but he's sitting there in right field for Texas and... And just raking the entire season. I mean, I think they're top five in home runs. If I, I'm not looking at them right now, but they're just hitting the cover off the ball still. Uh, Max Scherzer has a full no trade clause, and his contract is guaranteed next year,
2: right? Because he, I, because of this, he had trade. a player option going into next year, which he has exercised exactly. at forty three million dollars. Sounds about So he will be uh, in sounds, Texas. Sounds like a smart year. move. He will be in Texas next year. Gotcha.
3: Um, yeah, I just figured him being so old that like he's just kind of on these one year deals and they like so
2: just, old. And he's like how old a he? year older than I am 39, 40? 39. Yeah. Th- these aren't regular people, these are athletes, okay? 39 Th- years and 57 days. He's like 40s are almost exactly a year older than me.
3: Isn't that crazy to think? No, it's terrifying. Like, here you are being able to throw a 90-mile-per-hour fastball, but Max Scherzer's just a little bit better than you, Patrick. <laughs> just a
2: little bit better than Well, I would have done better had Coach put me in.
3: But. Well, your two seamers shaky. It's not as consistent. Yeah, so, you know.
2: and I didn't uh, just I didn't it. have the slutter developed enough.
3: Dude, the slutter, I mean, it's a, it's a new development in the game. I don't blame you.
2: Uh, Scherzer's birthday is July 27th of 1984. I am June 2nd of 1984, so... Less than a year older than you. So you should have been a pitcher. Should have been a pitcher. At least I got the same colored eyes. Um, I,
3: Yeah, I, I Texas is good. I mean, as far as being without Max, because what, they had him for like a month? Yeah, like and quite frankly, And quite frankly, it was like the worst month <laughs> for their team in the entire year. So it's not like a, you know. It was doing too much for him. It was
2: well. Let's let's play the game. Let's let's assume he's healthy. You know, like the shutdown is a precautionary. Maybe it's him, or maybe it really is an issue. If he doesn't have massive surgery, I mean, next year you could come back with Scherzer and Degrom. With that, and offense, Martin Perez, and you're willing to spend money. I mean, who knows? What if they go get like Cody Bellinger? Oh, you know, like, I mean, there, be, there's got to be a bottom to their be a pockets really, at some point. It could be a real scary lineup. They I don't ha- know. I, I'm I'm
3: frightened with DeGrom at this point. But then again, you just gave him a bunch of money in a few years. So you, you're stuck with him.
4: <laughs> yeah, you kind hope he f- turns out. 500 million went to two of your infield players. I mean, just there there has to be a bottom because then what another 60 essentially to Scherzer with that commitment to him coming in from the Mets. So I, I don't know. Maybe they'll just keep spending money. Uh, DeGrom in 24 will make 40,
2: in 25 will make 40, in 26 oh will make 38, in 27 will make 37, and he has a club option for 28 at 20 mil. I would say I,
4: him exercising that option. I just, I. Club I, option? 20 million? In
2: 2028?
4: If, if he, well, he'll be 37, 38 at that point? He is 35 right now. So if we're talking, if he does come back. We just saw Scherzer, and I'm not saying DeGrom is at that level, but we just saw Scherzer and Verlander at the age of four to get $40 million contracts. If he can throw a 4-3 ERA, yeah, they'll take that at $20 million all season. Yes, absolutely. That's so wild. It's stupid, but it's true. I 4-3, I, we'll take it. Yep. Uh, uh, I mean, 4-3 three, three is a quality start. I agree in the absurdity of it, though. Uh, just
3: to inform people of what the Mets got in return, for Max Scherzer, was Ronald Acuna's cousin, I believe? Yeah, Luis, Luis Angel. Angel. Who is uh, right now uh, playing for the one of the best names in all of minor league baseball, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Wow. Uh, and uh, 2023 MLB or minor league stats. He's
4: tearing the cover off, right?
3: Yeah, almost 500 at-bats, batting average 363 RBIs. Oh, damn, he really is. Hey, okay. That
4: ain't so
2: bad, man.
3: Yeah. Um... So, I mean, yeah, I guess we're going to be seeing him back next year. And dear God, hopefully he can have a Swan Song final send off year and do something for the Rangers because this was, I mean, this is his season. This is his 2023. And when you have that to go off of on a 40 year old pitcher, can't imagine. You're like, yeah, I see I mean, I, I see him going to 2 4. And when hey, he's 41, hey, 2 5 ERA. Hey, dude, he's got Mike Maddox. You I'm, said it yourself. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's all he needed. Uh, I mean, I was shocked that Verlander had the year he had last year to win the Cy Young.
2: Yeah, and the World Series. Yeah, like I.
3: <laughs> so to see that happen again, like a dude get very, very old and like, I don't know, we'll see if he can get back to form. And then him, that... I saw Roger, Shurs are getting a Cy Young form next year. I, saw I would Roger, love to see it. I saw it, Roger
2: Clemens do that at forty two, but I think yeah. we know how that happened.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let him twelve. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna uh, actually bathroom stalls. We're gonna get off. to how that happened
2: uh, with, uh, another player, <laughs> with another uh, later player later in the show later on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'd like to stick in the American League as if you thought they couldn't get any dumber, this team might actually have gotten dumber. So we'll stick in the American League West and we'll go to L. A. for that bad boy. But before we do that, Jordan with sports. This
0: is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The
2: Fan. Vancouver Ford text line 503-864-6326. Your dollar goes further with Vancouver Ford. They teach you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit vancouverford.com. In the second hour, we'll get to the Bravos and what is really valuable to that team. Also... Can you be a bigger loser? Potentially. <clears throat> uh, but we'll continue this first hour, sticking in the American League West. There's a decent amount going on. Uh, it came out over the weekend. <clears throat> now, Shohei Otani is still sidelined um, with whether it's fatigue or abdomen, whatever you want to read, or... Preserving $500 yeah, million. Yeah, fatigue dollars. of playing on this team this year. Yeah, on this absolute dumpster fire of a team. So he's still out of the lineup right now. Yeah, which my, is,
3: my driving foot to press the gas is really tired. I'm not coming to the stadium today. Which, which I'm
2: about to go into fantasy playoffs, and I really need showing. <laughs> he's a big reason why I got here. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that disaster is still going on, but it came out over the weekend that... Mike Trout will meet with the team soon, probably in the offseason. And the Angels have acknowledged publicly, if Mike Trout wants out, they will listen to offers. Basically saying Mike Trout is on the block. Now, this is one of the most baffling things in my entire life that I've seen in baseball. Now, say what you want. Trout's been a little injured of late. He's got a huge contract with a lot more years left on it. But you have him signed, and you're willing to listen to offers. The guy you don't have signed, you refuse to listen to offers. I don't know if the Angels can get worse, but I, I, I think they might just have. I'm
3: convinced from my years of playing video games that I could still run a franchise better than This the is why we have like, that conversation. That, I, come on. Like, I don't know. I, I see both sides of it is that, Trout's what, 31, 32, 32? I think.
2: 32, I think. I'll look it up.
3: Dude, I mean, just give up at this point if you're the Angels. Like he is 32. You have, you have had him 32. in your system for 11, 12, 13 years whenever you drafted him. Just stop. Just stop. You're embarrassing yourself at this point. Like, especially after this deadline and what has uh, happened afterwards. I mean, the trading for five players when you should have just given up, and now you probably have lost your chance at Shohei. It's just like, yeah, you probably
2: should trade Mike Trout. You're going to lose the best player in baseball. You've already lost your top prospect. Um, you have an absolute bonehead as a manager. And now you're willing to trade the greatest player in your franchise history. So yeah, I'm. Pretty, that's what
4: you deserve. <laughs> uh, I'm fairly convinced that this isn't really, and I've been down-talking uh, Artie Moreno, their owner, who's just been an ass for probably the last decade and a half uh, in his tenure as Angels owner. But the real, real culprit here, Perry Manassian, man. I thought Bill Bavese... Former Mariners GM was the worst guy that ever could run a team. But you go back to Joe Madden's firing in 2022 after that like 10, 11, 12 game losing streak. Ah, yes. One of the best managers in the history of baseball. Well, the manager that you were telling me, Patrick, the Yankees shouldn't hire, who, who Perry Manassian had no real answer as to why Joe Madden was being fired, other than there was a quote that he made to Joe saying, I gotta make a change, Joe. I gotta make a change. Oh, we're on a losing streak, and I'm on a I'm on a shiny new thing syndrome as a GM. It sucks. They're terribly run. I, I cannot understand how they're making such bad decisions, but I, I don't know what Manassian's Thoughts are behind these. I do think he is the one making these decisions, though, not Artie Moreno.
2: $35.5 million every year for Mike Trout until 2030, when he'll be 38 years old. So here's the question, though. I mean, if you're Mike Trout, um, like, this is going to be actually the most telling thing about Mike Trout. If he doesn't ask out, then we know what's up. You're cool. You live in Anaheim. You get four bobblehead nights a year. You're going to go to the Hall of Fame. You make... 35 mil a year you're cool with that aren't you but if he asks out what's the trade value mm-hmm. I mean you have to think that you know when you sign guys like Aaron Judge who's 29 and you give him a nine-year deal and you know the end of that contract's not going to look great just like you knew the end of the pool steal wasn't going to look great the end of the A-Rod deal didn't look great you know that but if he can get healthy What's Trout worth in 24, 25, 26?
3: Depends on the team that's asking for him. There might be someone a la, not this team specifically, but like them, the Texas Rangers, who it's like, yeah. you know, like the Mets. Yeah. I mean, they just offloaded everyone, so why not do it again and add another uh, expensive star,
4: right? It's but- so
2: funny. I was, I was on the interwebs when this story broke, and I was messing around looking at some stuff, and
4: everybody was like, oh, Phillies, lock. I mean, yeah. I've already seen the Yankees mentions popping up. Like, oh, could one of the generational talents. And it's like, well, he's got to stay healthy to be that. And let's talk about his value pertaining to health. Because if you're a team. Are are you really expecting him in his 30s to be more healthy than he was in his late 20s? I mean, we've got we've got to have some pretty magic medicine here.
3: I think the Dodgers should
4: uh, <laughs> might have a chance. I mean,
3: they have a good farm system even for being yeah. very very good at baseball right now in the major leagues. That's so, a great farm
4: system. How much? Um, it's a great question. Seriously, how much are you really going to have to give up for him though? Because if the Angels want any value, first of all, guys, look at this framework of a deal. You're going to have to eat money. You just said 35 mil until for when? Sure. 2030. So you're going to have to eat at least two-thirds of that each year. It's if a not
2: 400.
4: Yeah, it's like, uh,
2: what is this deal? This deal is like, I don't know. I'm not looking at it right. This, this website confuses a, me. A lot, of, a lot of big numbers. A lot of big numbers. <laughs> a lot of big numbers. It's just
4: my opinion, but if I were another general manager looking at that, if I could get him for free, you know, like a, a couple of prospects that I'm not really too high on, $10 million a year. Okay, that's okay. That that's that's almost a low price or nothing for me for a Mike Trout potential. But however, if you're asking me to pay a bleep ton for somebody that could get injured over the next four or five years, I ain't doing it. That 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 would be just the furthest thing away from where I would want to go as a team. And if he does end up going somewhere and he hits thirty five home runs a year, great. I'd be happy for him there. I just this is not something I would do if I were an opposing team.
2: He's got a full no trade clause. Home game sweet diamond club seats for fam. Uh, what are you talking about? Like his contract
3: that he like, gets, uh, like he's got a suite
2: oh. that is like homies stay. Well, then
3: go to the Cubs because those tickets are a fortune to get and very very hard. Just, so just I mean, <laughs> Mike Trout at the end of this go. contract
2: will have made four hundred four million. Nah, I'm looking
3: at this graphic, this <laughs> U- just in salary of a YouTube video of him uh, photoshopped onto a few different teams. New, the Yankees and the Mets, the Blue Jays, the Cubs, the Astros, the Dodgers. That all kind of tracks. I,
2: I feel like I hear from you guys that you think he's done. Yes.
3: I, he should be. Again, this is what the Angels deserve. Piss off. Like, like You guys ruined a, you, the, you ruin the, every nice thing you have.
2: One of the greatest players I've ever seen plays baseball in my life is done.
3: Not done. Just done with the Angels. It, oh.
4: I mean, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, if he's smart. I mean, sure, come on. I'm sure he'll have some more good years, but I just don't think he's gonna hit 45 homers again. He hit 40 in 2022, only in 120 games, but that's the thing. Can he stay on the field? It's not about his talent, it's about his health. Yeah, I would love to see him have a uh
3: a la Freddie Freeman like get traded and hey, I'm just as good with this other team as I if not better. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see that. I I mean, I'm always a fan of seeing stars. In new places in baseball, and then like continuing that success sure. as long as you're not on like the Yankees or Red Sox. But again, seeing Freddie Freeman like not skip a beat after going over to LA Mookie Betts in a sense, too. Like, it, Seeing seeing those moves happen and then like, oh damn, he's still really, really good. Because you yeah. see sometimes like, hey, he <clears throat> sucks against the NL West. Sure, sure. So he shouldn't go to that team. And sure enough, he sucks now because <laughs> he has to play them 40, 50 times a year. So I would love to see Mike Trout go to anywhere besides Yankees, Red Sox, or Astros and get back to form. Because Did I think see, that's
2: see what you got. I think everybody would love that. Well, form is three time MVP, rookie of the year. Four second-place MVP finishes, including his rookie season. One of those years, he lost to Miggy Cabrera because he hit for the triple crown. He's got 368 home runs and a career batting average of 301. He's been in the league for 13 years. Yeah, he came in young. And he's got another seven on his contract.
3: Two of the last three years, though. 36 games played. Oh, two games played this year. Oh, we yeah. 119 last He's year. Got which nine is, more years
4: max in the league, essentially. It's
3: about three-fourths there.
4: I don't think any position player, unless you're talking guys that, like, kind of fringe managed or whatever, like, stayed in the league and kind of came back, whatever, like, played more than 20, 22 years in a career.
3: 2020, only 53 games? What COVID, a bum. COVID,
4: COVID. Oh, COVID. yeah. Yeah, that was COVID. <laughs> He's got eight silver
2: sluggers.
3: The dude is only averaging like 50 games over the last three or four years. No,
4: he's really good. But, this is guys, this is the rough that we come into as a baseball fan. Every time we want to crown a generational talent that ends up just being, hey, he's a really good player, even sometimes a great player. But there's a difference between great players and generational talents. Hall of Famers. In fact, I, I do. There's tiers above great players that you kind of got to slip guys into. And Mike Trout, unfortunately, is one of those guys, a la Ken Griffey Jr., his number. Will forever be less than they should have been. But mm. Mike Trout in his 20s, like 27 years. That was his last MVP, 27 years old, right, in like 2018, 2019. Since then, or 2017, excuse 2019. me. Since then, he has not done anything of note, and he's been on a team that has done nothing of note. At least Griffey was on the Mariners, that resurging team in the 90s, essentially helping them stay in Seattle. What has Mike Trout done? Why does anybody care what Mike Trout does unless he hits a home run? Uh, I care what Mike Trout does, and I want him out of Anaheim.
3: Yes, and uh, like I said, I, I, I very much care if he uh, makes a comeback to re- return to form and gives us at least yeah. 150 games next year for god's sakes. Yeah, the greatest center fielders of all time are Willie Mays, Ken
2: Griffey Jr. and this guy.
3: I mean, maybe <laughs> if he yeah. if he if if he stays injured like this the rest of his
2: career, well, he's going to hit 500 home runs. Is he's, 100, he? he's 130 away. No, so he will. He will. But just okay. guys, what? In you're... seven years, he's played eighty-two
3: games this year, and then uh, two years ago he played thirty-nine. The trend is not looking good, and he's got back issues. It's eighteen a year. We got back issues as a baseball Before player for how many years? That's the death seven. of you.
4: You can't swing the damn bat.
3: All right. I mean, Chris Davis looked like he was going to hit five hundred home runs, and then he stopped taking Adderall. All drugs are bad. Well, should have gotten approved.
2: I will say that. Alright, let's stick in the American League as I want to still getting paid. <clears throat> slide over. There is a team that is fading a little bit, and uh they got their butts whooped on the road by a pretty good team, a playoff bound team. And but all eyes are pointed on a guy, whether or not he wants the rock or not. We'll get to that next. The hot corner, of the fans. Eight fifty-two here, Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. Check in on the Braves and Cheaters and uh fair foul in the next hour, so stick around for that. It's funny you say "cheaters" while Led Zeppelin song is playing.
3: Ouch! What a burn! Damn! What a burn! Just torched your ass! <laughs> what a burn! Ouch. I mean, Ouch. one of the best singers of like all time, though. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He did make some of those lyrics pretty sound pretty good, but they do love Willie Dixon. Is and that then, the guy who yeah, they, they yeah. don't
2: really like to pay Willie Dixon? No, <laughs> trust me. Estate.
3: That was a revelation a few years ago that I did not want to find out about.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, in the second hour we talk about cheaters, I will give a shout-out, quick little shout out to uh Baker Mayfield for throwing shade at the Astros. Oh. When they they asked him if he was uh if he was able to like decipher the plays being called. On the other team, I don't know who the, against who the Vikings. The bus, against the Vikings, and he said, "No, I'm a Texas Rangers fan, not a Houston Astros fan." Oh, I love that. You know, like that's that's for for a huge D. That's a pretty good move.
3: There's a there's a cozy deck him. <laughs> there's a couple. Uh, you know, he's had a couple of years now where I'm I'm kind of rooting for Baker. A little
2: humble pie. Yeah,
3: yeah. Where he can uh, he still has some little spice to him, and seeing him beat the Vikings on Sunday. After starting terribly, he was like 3 of 12. And then he just started making some crafty little plays out there, man. And it was just like, dude, let's go,
2: Baker. I don't know if you could have paid me to watch that game.
3: Well, I was I went to my friends after sports Sunday, football Sunday, rather. And, Every um, Sunday
2: from 9 to 11.
3: Yes, well, sometimes 8 to 10 because Seahawks,
2: you know, go oh, 12s. Right, right.
3: right. Go, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went over to his house to watch some red zone, and he's a big Bucks fan. So Ooh. it was like 75
2: Bucks Vikings, 25% red zone. So, yeah, I watched a good chunk of that one. Uh, some interesting stuff happened over the weekend as we got a lot to catch up. Sticking in, we'll finish up in the American League West with this. Seattle went to Tampa Bay, and I remember going into that series, looking at it and seeing the pitching lineup, going, man, Seattle's in a really good spot to take at least two of these four, if not three. <clears throat> looking at Tampa starters, I didn't really like what they had going for him, and the Mariners are really hot. <clears throat> they came out of Tampa not looking so good. Now they're in third place in the West. They're still in the wild card, um, but that division has a lot of turmoil, uh, a lot of a lot of action going on there. But the interesting thing that came from it uh, was our our boy George Kirby, who is having a stellar season. He'll get some Cy Young votes. Um, I love the future for this kid. I think he is fantastic. I think he is the Mariners' ace in two years. Saw him pitch a nine-inning complete
3: game shutout against my Orioles, in which the Mariners lost that game in extras. Yep, uh,
2: he the kid's good. I,
4: I like <laughs> him in my life.
2: <laughs> I like him a lot. And it was it was interesting that he came out and after he stayed in for one more inning and kind of gave it up. He had a rough start at the beginning of the game, but then he settled down and kind of looked like George Kirby. But then he gave it up again when he went back out there. And he had his comments after the game, basically saying. Yeah, I didn't look good. I didn't pitch well, and I kind of wish I didn't go back out there, which got every single pitcher coming out of the woodworks uh, questioning his competitive drive.
3: Pitcher, every white American male over the age of 40 (laughs)
2: on Twitter. Uh, Roger Clemens came out. I I had the ball back in 95. I would have. Like, it was. Oh, my God. I remember seeing Roger Clemens had an opinion. I was like, dude, dude, go (laughs) go away. If I was juiced up and had the ball, wait. I did that. I have so much testosterone going through my body right I now. I would have pitched 17. There's no way you're taking the rock and, from me. And
4: it seems like a lot of the pitchers that made the <laughs> comment, fans were just kind of dogging on him for not being a tough guy, competitor, or whatever. I don't know. But pitchers were saying like 90 pitches because George said I was already at 90 pitches. Mm. Getting near the end of the year, I, I just didn't think that I had it, you know? And, and I got to think of. I see this from both, both perspectives. I got to think of where he's coming from. He's still in his second season, mind you, and we are coming off of a year where I'm fairly sure him and Logan Gilbert, all these young kids that the Mariners bring up in their first year pitching have an innings limit, right? I remember at the la- uh, last part of the year, they were trying to manage those innings for Kirby <laughs> and Gilbert. They're doing the same with Brian Wu and Bryce Miller. So a year later, the wheels are off. Like, I, I, So I see, th- I see it from his side, like – I kind of get why he doesn't want to be out there. It's like, all of a sudden, next season, you have no innings limit. Like, But then on the other side of it, all these guys that have pitched 150 pitches a game. I mean, David Cohn back in the 90s, NLCS, or excuse me, ALCS against the Mariners, was literally 150 pitches in. That's how guys did it back then. So I understand the old guard calling him out. But did anybody in the old guard that call him out like tear their... UCL and actually have Tommy John surgery? I don't think so. Everybody that called them out was like, you're talking Mark Mulder, Roger Clemens, hall of famers, people that had super successful careers and very luckily did not have to deal with the major just career throw you off the rails kind of injury.
2: Well, I think so. what's, I think what's interesting about the whole thing is just, I mean, it's kind of the, the life we live in the social media, new 24 hour news cycle we live in. I didn't take it at all. Like he didn't want to pitch or he didn't doesn't have the tenacity. I took it as, man, that sucked. I wish I wouldn't have gone out for that. You know, kind of, kind of what I mean, that you're like, you know, hey, I went out drinking, and I love going out drinking with my buddies, but that last drink wrecked me. Shouldn't have done that. That's kind of how I took it. Like, yeah, I was at 90 pitches, and I wasn't feeling good, and I kind of wish I could take that back. That's how I took it. And then everybody wants to jump to the conclusion. Remember, this kid's young. He's going to be just fine. He's going to be just fine. He had a bad outing, and you catch him right after the game. I mean, he pitched in the eighth, so he's like, right after the game, you're like, hey, man, how do you feel? He's like, well, I feel like S. What do you want me to say?
4: And regardless of the number of pitches, wouldn't you want a player saying that? I don't want a player saying he can go and then giving up the extra run. I don't want that.
2: Grady Little never managed in baseball game because he let Pedro Martinez stay in. Think about that. Like,
3: I, I just... I understand where George Kirby is coming from. I'm looking at his pitch pitch counts from his last few starts. Uh before that Tampa game, he went 3 innings, 73 inning uh 73 pitches, 100 pitches against White Sox, 73 against Kansas City in August, that uh Orioles game I referenced 103 over 9 innings, 96, 97, 89. So he's floating around that like kind of 95, 90 right. to 95 range.
2: He's got this stuff. I think he was just like, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I mean, three of his last five starts,
3: he's been at over 100. Um, My biggest problem, though, is talking to the media about this and, quite frankly, acting like a little bee bee. about it and pulling the whole... Kudos on the reporter for asking for him. Like, hey, okay, have you guys talked about this? And he's just like, no, but we will. And it's like... It should have been talked about before. Yeah. You came to the media. Like that's just like locker room 101 in sure. professional sports from what I understand never been in one. But
4: I mean, keep it inside the house.
3: Yeah, deal with right. it man to man. These are your teammates, your coworkers. Like I wouldn't go outside of my office and just start talking to all the news media and just being like, "Well, it should be like this. We'll talk about it eventually, but I just wanted to let all you guys know who I don't have that close relationship and working relationship with like that. That's Bush league, but hell we don't know what that mound conversation was like. No. And if George was adamant, I love referring to players and coaches in the first name now. It's so yeah, they're funny. I do it with rappers too. Yeah. If, if George was on the mound and he is adamant, like, dude, no, like I, you know, I am curious to see how that went. Cause yeah. well, if, And
2: the reality is, is I guarantee you there was no conversation service was like, you're up. And he's like, Crap. All right.
3: I'm from in. the way that he's talking in the press conference, I wouldn't be surprised if he just like moped his way back, yeah. back out there, didn't say anything. And then he was, and they yeah, got just,
4: <laughs> yeah. And then he was
3: acting the way he was. But again, I, listen, I don't really give Scott Service the benefit of the doubt from what I've seen over the last seven, eight years as far as being a manager. Sure. I don't really give George Kirby the benefit of the doubt for being a young pitcher who thinks he. No. I mean, he knows what's best for his body, but also he doesn't know what's best for a locker room. Sure. And you cannot do that and tell the media how things are before talking to your manager and the coach.
4: You're so right. This can't get out to the media. This has to stay inside the house. But what this tells me is, are there some cracks in the way that Scott Service is managing the pitching? Not just the bullpen, but the starters. I've had questions about it all year. I've kind of said, hey, seems like they're on a house of cards. They're getting the right guys up. But, like, gosh, you look at the end of their bullpen, minus Munoz. I mean, it's like Spire, Saucedo, Topa, guys that weren't on the team last year. You just got whole new faces that it's like plug and play. But then two weeks later, he has to go to, like, Bizarro, a guy that they acquired a month later. It's just So thin of a margin of error here for Seattle. And these comments, I feel like, kind of maybe indict Scott Service and his management of the pitching just a little
2: bit. Yeah, that'll be be definitely a question in the offseason, assuming the Mariners don't win the World Series. Just get Um, to the playoffs. Just get to the playoffs. Just get to the playoffs. Uh, (laughs) So we'll keep an eye on George Kirby, watch him go out in his next start and just be an absolute dominant starter. When we come back, loaded second hour plus fair or foul, don't go anywhere. The Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan.